Are you ready to dominate your finances this weekend? Let's do this. Welcome to Seven Figures Every Friday. We tap into financially astute people and soak it all in. Learn everything that we can. And there's a lot of really good advice out there. But then there's also a lot of really, really bad financial advice. Building wealth isn't really as complicated as some people make it out to be. So today we're going to break it down for you, filter through the clutter. I'm Sandy Waters. Thank you so much for joining us. And thank you for following me, Sandy Waters 98, subscribing on iTunes and Google Play and RochesterBuzz.com. It makes me look really good to the big bosses. So a huge thank you. I really appreciate it. Thanks to our good friends at Family First Credit Union for sponsoring the podcast, a helpful, educated team in our community that enjoys helping you live a financially healthy life. And our expert today, Dad, I told you everybody would love you. I, t- I told you they would want you back in. Well, okay, let's try it out. <laughs> let's see what happens here. I think everybody really appreciated the insight and uh, advice that you gave about investing in the market Um, because it was clear, concise advice. And I think a lot of people are drawn to how you're self-made, right? You moved to the country from Italy. What year was it? 1960. And you really pretty much had nothing. Well, we came with a, a trunk full of our belongings, family belongings, one trunk. And uh, a few hundred dollars. And that's it? That's it. No. And And we started working. I mean, my parents started working odd jobs and so on until they they secured more regular, you know, employment. And uh, no welfare, no public assistance of any kind. We pretty much uh, started from zero and worked our way into, you know, the American lifestyle. The American dream. So, but you learned, I mean, that's all I remember as a kid is your nose was always in a book, learning the English language, uh, how to master that and finances. Yeah. Trying to, uh, mostly for self-improvement. Uh, you got out. I was trying to understand, uh, how to avoid having to pay everybody else for everything. I wanted to manage everything on my own. That's why I learned, uh, you know, the mechanical trade, uh, electrical, plumbing, all the different trades, because they, that allowed me to, you know, save some of the money rather than spending it. And uh, I somewhat enjoyed learning and enjoyed doing the work anyways. And I think people appreciate that, the knowledge that you have, because it's real. You mm-hmm. know, you worked really hard yeah. for where you are today. Um, and everybody's at a different point. So wherever mm-hmm. you are right now financially, it may sound daunting, and you and I were talking before the podcast, that it might sound for some people daunting to, hey, you have to save a million dollars for retirement. That might feel like it's out of reach, mm-hmm. but in reality, anybody can really achieve that, right? Yeah, for if you're working uh, generally 40 years and uh, you make the right decisions, uh, you invest, you maximize your 401k, and also put money aside in a regular savings over a, a long working career, that's it's not unheard of to save that that kind of money. A lot of places that I read, that seems to be the magic number, a million dollars. Is that good advice or not? Is that a good target amount to try to achieve? Well, if it's invested properly, um, it's going to maintain the value because 
you're constantly um, increasing the value of your money through the investment. I mean, it's going up based on, uh, uh, for instance, market gains, which are generally over over the long haul, probably seven to nine percent increase. So uh, you're more than keeping up with inflation. Is a million a good? I'm uh, so nervous that I'm not going to have enough at the end. Personally, I don't think you need that much. I know the financial advisors say, "Oh yeah, you want a million because they they want to get a piece of that action. They want to make they want to make money off of off of uh, your you know your savings. So uh, they'll say you need a million dollars, and then they manage it for you, and they get a percentage of it for managing it. So if they're managing money f- from a hundred people and they're getting like 1% or 2% each, and uh, all those people have, uh, you know, a million dollars, they make a good living off of it. But I don't think you need a million, and I don't think most people have that. Uh, They're not positioned to achieve that level because they got expenses. You're raising kids. You're trying to prepare for college education. I don't think you need it uh, if you do, because you're going to rely on Social Security. You're going to rely on uh, trying to supplement that. Social Security provides about, you know, maybe 40% of what your income is, uh, your working income. So you got to make up the rest. You're going to have 401k, you're going to have savings, and those will supplement and try to get you closer to, uh, to what you need in retirement. In retirement, remember, you don't generally need as much as you do when you're working because you're not, first of all, you're not saving money. You're not spending money on your kids because your kids are grown up. You're not trying to save for their college education. So essentially, most experts will tell you that you need 70% of the money that of your normal income in order to live in retirement. You don't need the full 100%. Personally, I think you could even do less than 70%, maybe 50%. You're going to get 30 40% from Social Security depending on whether you retire early or retire at uh, full retirement age, and uh, then you make up the rest. So you don't really need a million, in my viewpoint. Will you still be able to live good life, though, or do you have to live very frugal if you're, if you're saying only 50%? Are you still able to travel the world when you're retired? Or No, that, we're talking a different story, then. If you, uh, if you want to retire and uh, do a lot of traveling, and do more traveling than you did when you were working, yeah, you're going to need a million and more. Okay. Because especially in today's interest rates, if you're not invested a million dollars in a bank, it will only get you a few thousand dollars, probably less than $5,000 of income out of it. So, so that's, you got to have your emergency savings there, obviously. Yeah. But if you're going to build the wealth to live on when you retire, you're a big proponent of... Just invest. You in the have market. to. You're forced into it. But now, wait. Are you? Is this different than the 401k? So, if you put all the money, if you max out as much as you can, and then you have the company match in the 401k, is that enough? Or should you also go on your own and invest as yeah, well? You, you should also invest in a normal savings because uh, remember the 401k. If you got ten thousand in a 401k, and when you take it out, even at a twenty percent tax rate. You only you're only going to get eight thousand. So it, that that whole ten thousand, it's not yours because it's pre-tax, and that's the benefit is that you're able to put money in pre-tax and let it grow pre-tax. 
But eventually, when you take it out, the government wants a piece of the action. And that's when... See, that, that's what makes me nervous. Right now, currently, Social Security, you cited that, and the percentage that the government will take. But who knows what's going to happen when it's time for us to retire? Is it really going to be Social Security as a safety net? And will that percentage change? Well, remember, Social Security... We're paying into it. Okay, your I know, but you career. hear all those news stories about will yeah. Social Security still be around? Is that the bad advice that we're hearing? Don't yeah. depend on Social Security. Well, I think I think it is bad advice because uh, it's it's not a government giveaway program. I mean, people keep saying, "Well, is Social Security going to be around?" You know, ten years from now or whatever. But remember, you're paying about six percent of your salary every year into Social Security, uh, and eventually people want that back. Right, it's so, your money. Okay. I mean, no, but people say Social Security is going away. Why isn't nobody says? Oh, there's not enough money for welfare. There's always. It seems like that's always there. You would think that before you take out Social Security that you paid into it, you would take out things that you didn't pay into it. Ah, okay. So, All right, so what's the right age of Social Security? Because that's another, that's another thing floating around online. There's not a clear, defined answer as far as what's good advice or bad advice. What's the age? You have a couple ages you can choose to yeah. start taking out Social Security, right? Yeah, depending on uh, when you were born, essentially. Right now... Um, People that are getting close to retirement age, you could retire at 62 okay. and get 25% less. You could okay. retire at 66 and get your full retirement. You could retire at 70 and even get more than your full retirement. But the government set up the formula in a way that overall, they're going to pay out about the same amount. Let's say you, get, uh, you choose to take it early at 62. You get 25% less. Now- you take two people. One retires at 62, one at 66. If you retire later, it's going to be when you reach age 78 is the break-even point. In other words, at 78, you're going to start getting more than the person who, t- who retired at 62. But that person who retired at 62 has f- four years of payments that he, that he got. And that's why, you know, you don't reach a break-even point until 78. Wait a minute. So then at 78, it goes it goes up no matter how much or no, no. matter when you started taking it out? No. Oh. No, at 78, you know, if you take your money at 62 and take 25% less, okay. you're going to keep that 25% less forever. Okay. okay. What okay. I'm saying at 78, uh, because of the money that the person got from 62 to 66, that, all that money, you're not going to break even with that person until you reach 78. Oh. So after 78, the person who retired later is actually going to be making more. He's going to be making that higher amount. Now he's going to, now he, he just made up for the four years, and now he's actually going to be getting more money than you did. He, he evened oh, up. Okay. So but, your advice yeah. would be no. wait. Oh, no, because oh. <laughs> because it depends on it depends on uh, are you going to live till seventy eight? Yeah, if you're going to live till eighty five, yeah, probably, oh probably. I no. say probably because at that point, then the person who retired later is going to continue to make those bigger checks for that number of years past seventy eight. But 
You got to look at the person who retired at 62. What did he do with that money? First of all, that money's worth more than the money that, you know, years later, because of inflation, is worth less. And that person could have invested that money. And now, if he invested that money and made, let's say, in the market, seven, eight, nine percent a year, now it's not going to be 78 anymore. If you, if you just spend all the money, yes. But if you invested it, now. And then you make up for those. Yeah. Yeah, oh. you're going to make up for the fact because now you've got that money, it's growing, and you don't care that you would have got more at 78. You know, you were the break even point. You already made more money. It's, with kind of conf- it in. it's kind of confusing. And they do but, that on purpose, don't yeah. they? But I feel overall, like the system is set up against yeah. us because it is so confusing. Yeah, it is confusing, but overall, the formula was developed in a way so the government pays out about the same to everybody. Because some people are going to die before 78. Some people are going to live past 78. So no matter which plan you use, the government pays out about the same amount. So 62. Take it out early. Well, in my view. In my view. If you're going to invest it. If you're going to try to make use of it. Okay. Also, if you need it. If you need it, it's not going to help you. If you need the money now, take the 25% less. If you don't need it, then, you know, you, you got a choice. Now, let's talk about just saving in general, because there is so much advice out there when it comes to how to save and how to budget. There's a group of people that say, save aggressively when you're young. Others say, well, I'm young. I just want to live my life and then I'll worry about it later when I need to, when I start having a family and all that. Where do you fall? Well, in my view, that's where people get it themselves in trouble. They didn't, uh, they didn't save in the beginning. And later on, because of uh, life circumstances, they might not be positioned uh, to save. So they get themselves in trouble, and, uh, and they can't dig themselves out of it. So when it, you're young. If save. you save early, if yeah. you start saving early, first of all, you develop the habit of saving. You... Um, you commit yourself to doing it, and, and you save the money that uh, is going to earn interest or not much interest nowadays, but if it's, if it's invested wisely, it's going to grow, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to pay off for you later on. I feel like it's hard to be self-aware. Like You think you're in an okay spot, right? Mm-hmm. The future, retirement sounds so far down the road, but something really does need to kick you into gear. Right. Like you find like everybody has that moment when they're like, oh, wow, that was my. That was not my proudest financial moment right there. Like I remember the day it was Christmas. Wasn't it Christmas? Eve? Was it Christmas Eve or Christmas morning? I can't remember. I was in the bathroom getting ready and you called me and you said, I'm looking at your accounts right now and you are not doing what I've taught you. Do you remember that it was two yeah. was it two years ago, three years yeah, ago? Yeah, two now? years ago. Because uh, and I did not realize until you you kicked me back into action. You where... were spending more than you're making. <laughs> I mean, that's that can only go so far. If you if you spend more if, if you spend more money than you take in, uh, you're going to get into a rut. Okay, so here I'm giving you my father. He's going to kick your butt into gear too. <laughs> so you have to make sure that you're saving more than you're spending, and in order to do that. Yeah, you yeah. got to set a budget, right? You have to see well, what you have. I'm I'm not a, I'm not a big fan of budgets. I never felt like I needed it. In my view, 
you max out your 401k. Okay. That's first and foremost. Then out of the rest of it, you try to save whatever you can, another 10%. Forego the, uh, the routine expenses that uh, uh, are unnecessary. Yeah, well, see, unnecessary. that's where self-awareness comes in, too. And don't give I you thought the I needed that kitchen. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, you could... Uh, you can wait. You can wait until you have the money. Don't spend money that you don't have. And don't spend money that's supposed to go into your 401k. Don't spend money that's supposed to, uh, you know, provide a cushion, an emergency cushion for you, and, and also help for college savings. Remember, the 401k is for your retirement. College savings for your kids is completely separate. So you want to plan for that. Regardless of how big or how small your paycheck is, uh, you have to set money aside for uh, college expenses if you want, if you feel you want to contribute to your kids' uh, college so they don't have to take loans for 100% of it. And if you feel like you want to turn them loose at uh, 18 and let them take loans for everything, well, that's, that's a different story then. How it's, much are you supposed to have saved, though, an emergency fund? Yeah, you should have at least six months in case... Uh, you know, you lose a job and you have to look for another job. In the meantime, you don't want to, you don't want to be borrowing money from, uh, you know, from family members if you can avoid it. Yeah. Okay. I mean, not having a safety net is, I think, is what can cause you to concentrate and uh, focus on savings. Because if you know that there's not, there's nobody there that's going to bail you out, I think you're going to be more you have more of a concentrated effort towards, you know, building up that savings. So, you know, you, you don't have any other protection. You got to protect yourself. How about borrowing from your 401k? I saw that online. Yeah. Some blogger wrote it's okay. There are times where you can borrow from your 401k. Is that bad advice or not? Oh, I think it's be honest. <laughs> yeah. You have to avoid it at all costs. Yeah. I think it has to be emergency medical hardship level. You know, you don't want to borrow to go on vacation. You know, I don't think you even want to borrow to, to do a home improvement project or even buy a house. I think it just should be money that you're only going to use when you retire. Because you pay penalties. Yeah. Well, there's a 10% penalty on taking it out, but I think that some plans allow you to borrow uh, you know, and pay it back within, within a certain, a certain period of time. Okay, yeah. and that's that. Then you don't have the ten percent penalty. That's based on your company, though. Every company yeah. is different with that. Okay. Yeah, different um, plans. Okay, that woman from Vanguard did mention that when we mm-hmm. were talking four hundred one k's. You can. The overall it. goal is to position you for the future, so yeah. that you're retired and you're not worried that your refrigerator is going to go bad and you don't have the money to go buy a new one. Or you have, uh, you know, you, you need a new roof on your house and you don't have the money to pay for the roof. The goal it's is to position mind. you so that you do have that peace of mind, so that you do have that reserve savings that you can use uh, to overcome those obstacles that inevitably are going to occur. I just saw the other day on an article on one of the financial news websites where this couple calculated everything they paid in uh, in restaurant bills because they they were using charge cards 
And it was like something like, this is a ridiculous amount, $30,000 for a year. A year? Yeah, for a year of restaurant charges. And they're trying to figure out why they're not making any headway in terms of savings. That's a lot of money. That money could have been, you wow. know, you could have saved 25 of that if you were to just go on out and make your own meals instead you of going out. You can treat yourself sometimes, yeah. but you got to yeah. have the money to treat yourself. Yeah. You got to, I mean, you can live your life because that's what I hear a lot too. A lot of people will say or email and say, you only live once or you got to enjoy life. And you can still enjoy life and yeah. still enjoy experiences taking the kids on a vacation or whatever, but you just have to be disciplined enough to patiently wait until you have enough saved. Yeah. Right. I mean, enjoying life. Yeah. You could do a project with your kids and, and have everybody work together. Then you get that sense of accomplishment that I think there's nothing more than that. I think that's, that's more rewarding because they learn work ethic uh, you all get that sense of uh, accomplishment because you completed something together as a family and you saved money at the same time. I think personally that's more rewarding than going out with the kids and spending money, but that's my personal opinion. Going back 30 years ago, 40 years ago, there was a guy I was working with at uh, at Kodak and I was telling him, you know, look, you know, I'm trying to save money because I'm trying to position myself uh, to to buy a house and so on. That's before I had a house, when I first started working, living in an apartment. And I was able to save enough in one year because I was working a lot of overtime to buy a house, to, to put a down payment on a house. And I was trying to tell him, you know, he at the time was living in a trailer home that he was running. And I said, you can do the same thing, you know. He seemed receptive to discussing it. So I was telling him how much you spend on, uh, on restaurants and so on. And, uh, you know, he, he was telling me that every weekend, they, him and his wife went out to, to dinner at least once or twice, Friday or Saturday or both. So I told him, why don't you just stop that? You know, we calculated how much potentially he could have saved. And his response was, well, you know, I got to live. Mm. Well, right now I, I happen to look him up and uh, he's still living in a trailer park. He and is. he made the same mo- amount of money that I did at the time. And oh, he, he continued to make today? a lot. Of, yes, ah. today he's living in a trailer park because he felt he had to live. He couldn't devote enough. I hope he's not listening. <laughs> um, but essentially that's, that, that's where you could end up. But that same person was jealous of people that had homes. Oh, he said, well, you know, those people are so lucky. You know, they have a house. They're able to have a house. I wish I could have a house. But he didn't want to put the work into it. Yeah. He, didn't, he, he didn't want to give up anything. He wanted a house. Yeah. He didn't want to pay rent on a trailer, trailer park. You know, it's, it's kind of difficult living in a trailer park. He had two or three kids in a small trailer. You know, what kind of lifestyle is that? You want to have a yard to play in and so yeah, forth. Yeah. But he, uh, he didn't want to do that. You got to pay a price for it if you want that peace of mind later on. It doesn't come free unless you're lucky. You happen to be making millions or something. You have a certain talent. It is funny how, and I don't know if we're the only country that does this, mm-hmm. or just the human nature that you feel when you see like that nice sports car 
next to you or whatever, or the nice big house mm-hmm. or whatever, the initial reaction is to hate that person. But yeah. in reality, they probably worked really right. hard for that money to afford whatever it is that yeah. they have that you so, envy. So yeah. we all could, we could all get there. You could get there. Yeah. I mean, what do they say? Saturdays are the day we spend the most amount of money mm-hmm. out of the entire week. So this Saturday, tomorrow, just cut back. Cut back a little bit. You can still go out to dinner and treat the family, but maybe cut back half of the times that you go out. Yeah. Personally, I don't, I don't have an extravagant lifestyle. I mean, pretty much now in retirement... Except um, when you take the kids to Walgreens, because yeah. they get whatever they want at Walgreens. <laughs> I'm, well, I, I saved for that, to get that. Uh, you know, it's rewarding to me to be able to do that. Uh, right now, I'm not driving for that, you know, saving money. Now I'm in a spending mode. Okay. We're all in the saving mode. Yeah. Dad's in the spending mode. Yeah, I'm in a spending mode because I, I worked hard all my life to to. To yeah. position yeah. myself so now I want to spend the money. I'm of the opinion you prepare for the future. And if you don't, if you over prepare, well, that's okay. You know, I mean, I don't hear too many people say, well, I saved too much money now. Look, look at me. I saved all this money now. I don't know what to do with it. Oh, I'm upset. I can't sleep at night. <laughs> so break it down because we can all achieve it. We can all build wealth. We can all hit seven figures. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of stuff online, a lot of good advice, a lot of bad advice, a lot of confusing advice. But you say just keep it basic. Yeah, you don't have to spend a lot of money. Focus on your family. Max out your 401k? Yes, definitely. And at the very least, at the very, very least, if you get a company match, let's say 5%, make sure you put that. Whatever. Otherwise, you're giving up money. Yeah, that's free money. Okay. Emergency savings fund. If you set up a savings, emergency savings fund for six months, now the next step is uh, you want to save money for your kid's college? You want to save money for other things that you're going to maybe want to buy a bigger house or whatever? Start putting that together. Okay. Thanks, Danny. Did I get everything in here? (laughs) This time, did we cover everything? (laughs) Yeah, let me see. You know what I do want to do? Ever since I was a little girl... And even to this day, you always have these profound statements that we should live by. Uh, It's almost like father knows best, uh, my dad's two cents. That's how I think we should end each podcast episode. Not to put you on the spot, but do you have a profound statement that you could leave us with? (laughs) Well, how about this? I don't know about profound, but (laughs) if it ain't broke... Find out why. By that, I mean, look at somebody who's successful and find out how he did it. Maybe you can do the same. Maybe you could emulate that performance. It's going to require possibly a lot of work because most people that are successful didn't get there by chance. They actually had to put significant effort. Uh, you know, it reminds me of the, the guy who founded Starbucks. I think he went to 222 venture capital firms and he was declined 222 times until he got a firm that uh, you know gave him the money. Highly successful organization, but yet, you know, he was declined that many times. Most people would have given up probably after two or three declines. 
but he was persistent. And sometimes that's what you need. You need to just keep trying. I love it. See? So good. Okay, continuing on the theme of bad versus good financial advice, what should we think about annuities? Is that a smart move or not? We'll talk about it next week on Seven Figures. Thank you so much again for making me look good in front of the bosses and subscribing on iTunes, Google Play, and rochesterbuzz.com. Plus, follow me on Twitter, SandyWaters98. And if you have any questions, any financial questions or ideas for topics, reach out to me. Let me know what you're thinking. Sandy at rochesterbuzz.com. Have an awesome weekend. Make sure you dominate your finances this weekend. And I'll talk to you next week.